TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, loves. Welcome. It is Bauer Lay on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thought today we'd do ghost uh, stories. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, not really going to happen. Uh, anyway, good to uh, be with you on this uh, whatever day it is. Thursday here in uh, Buffalo and Western New York and uh, one of the uh, stories that is uh, making the rounds, I just hit the delete button on, on myself. <laughs> I can't believe off to a tremendous beginning. I'll tell you, uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, you ever do that? You ever hit the button of something you didn't want to delete and then for some reason it deletes? So um, anyway, I guess I'll just do this from memory. Uh, the Beatles have uh, a new song. And it was done basically by artificial intelligence, which is eventually going to destroy the world. But uh, at least as far as the uh, Beatles are concerned, uh, I, I want to talk to you guys today a little bit about uh, the Beatles and whether you think the Beatles are just tremendously overrated, the Beatles are irrelevant, or the Beatles are as relevant uh, as ever because the music that is coming out today, a lot of it, uh, let's be very, very honest with each other, and maybe this is just me being old, but uh, a lot of it sucks, and I, I, I just don't relate to uh, a lot of it uh, at all. Uh, joining us right now on WBEN, we have uh, Ringo Starr's official drum historian, and he is uh, in and from Buffalo. And uh, this is Gary Astridge. Uh, Gary, thanks very much. Appreciate your time, as always. Yeah, hi, Tom. It's been a long time, and it's very nice to talk to you. Well, first of all, for those who uh, don't know the story, how does somebody get to be Ringo Starr's official drum historian? Oh, boy. That's, it's a long I know story, it's a long but... story, but it's yeah. worth it. Um. Yeah, I just, just was a Beatles fan since I saw him on the Ed Sullivan show. And because of uh, Ringo, I was drawn to <clears throat> playing drums and uh, uh, taught myself. And at one point, I thought, why don't I have a Ringo-style drum kit? So um, that put me on the path of um, collecting vintage drums, um, doing research on the drum kits he used. And over the decades, I amassed a collection and uh, created a website called ringosbeetlekits.com to share the information that I had. And um, lo and behold, in late 2012, I got a call asking if I uh, would help um, with a project that involved two of Ringo's Beetle kits. And then from there, 
Um, things just kept advancing, and now I'm well over a decade of um, working on projects uh, for Ringo, and it, they just keep getting bigger and better. You you actually, I mean, a guy from Buffalo, Gary Astrich, you've actually become very good friends with Ringo Starr, one of your uh, teenage idols. Yeah, which is absolutely <clears throat> fascinating and hard to believe, especially if you're a Beatles fan. You know, I, I often pinch myself, especially now, you know, with having a lot of time involved with him. And, uh, Tom, I have something to share with you and your audience, and um, <laughs> it's perfect timing. Uh, you know, I, I've been I've been asked um, Gary, when, when are you going to write a book? And, and I, I always felt uncomfortable, like, you know, I, why do I want to do that? I have a good relationship with him, you know, and um, uh, even if it was not only, you know, if you eliminated my experiences with him, but just, just with what I learned uh, about him, his drumming and, uh, and his, his drum kits. So um, I, yeah, I just always, um, I just felt uncomfortable doing that. And uh, so anyway, it's a good thing that I um, uh, made that choice because uh, even though I was told by, um, you know, Ringo's people, hey, if you wanted to do a book, he would he would authorize it. And I just still felt uncomfortable. So what happened um, is, uh, as it turns out, <laughs> I got a book coming out um, for Christmas with Ringo and it's, it's called beats and threads. And then it's going to um, go over all of the drum kits from his childhood up until the end of his Beatles career. And um, we're tying in his uh, uh, clothes fashions, you know, that, that he wore during his career with the Beatles. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a, a, a nice item for, for people for Christmas. So you, you didn't just um, get Ringo's okay to write this book. You got Ringo as a co-author of your book. Yeah, and actually what we did was I was out in Beverly Hills uh, in July for six days and uh, working on this project. And uh, on, on one of the days, we spent like two and a half hours with him just hanging. Um, we brought out all his his uh, beetly wardrobe. So, you know, he actually put on like a Sergeant Pepper's jacket, that red raincoat, you know, from <laughs> the rooftop. And, um, and I set up all of his uh, <clears throat> drum kits. He sat behind them. I just interviewed him. And then at the, uh, uh, the last 45 minutes, I reset up his, uh, the drum kit that he used on the Ed Sullivan show. And, um, uh, two chairs were put in front of the kit and uh, we both sat down and I interviewed him for for 45 minutes and they got some great shots you know so for me I was thinking and I told him I go gee I go this is like unbelievable you know that um, remembering being seven seeing him on television and then here I am you know at uh, all this time later 60 years later, sitting down with the, the guy that changed my life with the drum kit that changed my life all in the same room. That, so, um, yeah, that cool. has to be 
really, really mind-blowing. Gary Astridge is a Buffalo guy, lives here amongst us, and also is uh, very good friends with Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr, the drummer of the Beatles. Uh, Ringo Starr, um, it, uh, obviously involved in the project that we're going to be getting into uh, today on News Radio 930 WBEN, the new and final Beatles song. So, uh, just out of curiosity, as somebody who was there when Paul and Ringo were playing together, uh, I think it was the last big show they did together, but uh, you would know better than I, uh, it, it, in the sidelines watching that performance, uh, it had to be extraordinary did uh, Ringo happen to mention anything about hey Gary you're gonna love this we've got a new song coming out um no actually I I, I heard <clears throat> I knew what was you know something was going on they didn't know uh, uh much about the details um until recently but um Ringo, <laughs> Ringo's just always busy he's got a lot of projects always you know he's always always doing something so um, and I've been so involved with the book and this peace and love project that I'm doing with him that um, that's just been burning up all my energy. Yeah, I, I can imagine. But, uh, I mean, you, you've gone, I mean, this it, it's funny how life kind of goes full circle because, you know, you go from this seven-year-old kid um, watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show and like so many uh local Buffalo musicians, the entire trajectory of your life was changed by that particular appearance, uh, especially musicians of a certain age. They almost universally will say, well, my life was basically set in stone when I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. You are another one of those stories, and uh, you've just kind of taken it to uh, the, uh, the next level with, uh, with Ringo. Um, as you... Uh, and I know you got to be careful with what you say because obviously uh, you have a relationship with Ringo. I don't want to get you into any kind of trouble or you know get you on the outside of the circle because once you're in the circle, you got to be really careful, as you uh, well well know. But yeah. uh, has has uh, Ringo at all marvelled about the fact that basically of the four Beatles, John Lennon, George Harrison, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr that only he and Paul are left. George Harrison died of a brain tumor like 20 years ago. John Lennon was murdered on December 8th of 1980. Is uh, Ringo at all like, wow, there are two of us left from when we was fab, if I can steal a line from George Harrison? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he thinks that. You know, he he's, um, he's a very grounded, very emotional uh, person, you know, and uh, – uh, and and I, and I I just know through my being with him, you know, uh, he's just very kind and caring. And 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 with with the more I delve into uh, his life, or I look back on it, and and especially when you see the photos of how close they were, you know, when they went on tour, it was just like four guys sharing two bedrooms, you know, and um, and with the amount of time they spent together. Um, you know, they, he, he said, you know, he always says, and he said it to me recently, you know, he says they were three, they were like three brothers. He goes, and then he goes, and I was an only child. So um, I'm, I'm sure it means a lot uh, to him on a personal level. And he does miss him. Now, this, this song that's uh, dropped today is uh, basically 
AI-based with uh, Jeff Lynn, uh, one of my favorites, from Electric Light Orchestra acting as the producer. First of all, as a performer yourself, oh, before I get to that question, uh, let me ask you this question. I usually introduce you as Gary Astrich of the BBC, the Buffalo Beatles connection. Are you guys still active or did COVID do you guys into? Um, no, we're still active. We're not doing as much as we would hope to do, but but a lot of that is just because everyone is just so busy with their lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got uh, one of your guys who's in 45 RPM, um, yep. which Russ. I'm sure you've seen. I'm sorry? Yep. Yeah, Russ Thomas. Yep, which yeah. I'm, I'm quite sure that you have seen, uh, and they do a very, very good job. And he sounds uh, kind of like John Lennon when he sings. Yeah. But yeah. Um, getting back to, uh, which I guess is why he was part and is part of the Buffalo Beatles connection, um, and I, I have to say, I've said this a lot, I've seen – you know, some of these national Beatles shows that make the rounds and everyone claims to be, oh, we sound more like the Beatles than the Beatles sounded like the Beatles. And right here in Buffalo with uh, BBC, you guys uh, just enormously talented. I've seen you do complete albums live uh, from the Beatles. And if you close your eyes vocally and instrumentally, uh, there is not a national Beatles act that can hold a candle to you guys. Now, you might not look like the Beatles, and none of you are no. going to get plastic surgery to look like the Beatles, but as far as the sound, you've got it. So that kind of leads me, in a very long-winded way, into uh, my next question. Define, if you can, the Beatles sound, or do we need to divide that up into eras? Yeah, that that's a hard one. I, I, I um, I've heard some people try to explain it, and but but it's it's just uh, there's so much different music that they created, you know. I mean, from uh, from from park, you know, pop to um, edgy hard rock, you know, to ballads. I mean, just it's it's the whole spectrum, and I and I think just the um, uh, as Rinko said, just just how they knew each other so well, it was almost like you know that for them, just you know they were each other's DNA, and um, uh, they all just knew where to go. And and but but yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But all uh, all I know is when I when I spoke with Rinko once again just just recently, we just we just both came up with you know what? It was just magic. It was just absolute magic, and it's never going to happen again. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's uh, a very interesting point. I mean, kind of wonder if uh, if John Lennon and George Harrison were alive today, whether they would in fact be playing, as John Lennon told Rolling Stone magazine way back when, date after date as a resident act in Vegas. But we'll never know. And, uh, hey, maybe John Lennon would have been better off in Vegas than in New York City. Uh, Gary Astridge is with us. He is Ringo Starr's drum historian, uh, good friends with Ringo, and uh, he's Buffalo's own Gary Astridge on News Radio 930 WBEN. So um, we have this new song. I mean, it just it sounds almost surreal, Gary, to say this, but we have a new song by the Beatles out today. And first of all, I want your overall reaction, and then I want to get your thoughts on AI, artificial intelligence, and music, because I'm convinced artificial intelligence is going to destroy the world. But uh, let's start off with your overall view of the uh, the new song. 
overall, I, I think it's 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 very well done, and and I got some behind the scenes information as to how it all uh, came together. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you want to go to commercial <laughs> first. Or uh, well, no, I've it. got I've got like three minutes to get started on it. If okay. you've got behind the scene info, we're all about yeah. the info here on the program. Yeah. Okay. So you know, so uh, Yoko had. Uh, uh, tapes of um john just doing demos and um she gave it to george harrison in 94 you know to have a listen and in 95 you know the the three remaining beatles um uh gave a crack at you know and did like free as a bird and real love and then they did uh now and then but george uh complained that he had reservations about it because there was just um, a lot of hiss, and, and, and John's voice was somewhat buried, and, and, and it just didn't have any good quality. So it got shelved. Then um, Peter Jackson does the documentary on uh, get you know for Get Back on the Beatles, and he in doing so he developed a technology where he was able to like single out you know instruments or vocals and actually pull them out and clean them up. And um, they use that technology uh, to uh, make John's voice absolutely crystal clear. And so Ringo already laid the tracks down. George already laid his music tracks down. Paul uh, had his. And I think some of it was reworked. And uh, they put it together and uh, added orchestration. And, And apparently when they did the orchestration, um, they had had these uh, uh, people come in to the studio, uh, didn't tell them what the uh, project was, and they were probably just assuming this is oh, it must be a song for Paul. And um, uh, so, so there you have it. And, and, and I I was told that Giles um, Martin uh, did the uh, orchestration for this for this song. So there you go. Well, that's uh, very interesting, obviously. Sir George Martin is no longer with us, but uh, I'm sure that from the grave, he was probably wishing he could have been a part of the project. And uh, <laughs> Jeff Jeff Lynn, uh, who is best known for his work with ELO, he actually produced what Peter Jackson gave him vocally right. and uh, helped to put everything together. And, of course, production is such an important element of music. And, you know, the music lore is ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. They were what the Beatles would have been had the Beatles stayed together. According to some people, I'm not sure if I totally buy that, but uh, talk about Jeff Lynn's. I mean, have you hung out with Jeff Lynn and um, how does he do the magic, whether it's ELO, the Wilburys, or this particular track uh, from the Beatles? As far as Jeff Lynn, I, I've never met him. I, I know that he was, you know, George Harrison was a big fan right. uh, of, of his, but um, no, just an extremely talented guy. You know, and and uh, you know, obviously from the songs we've heard growing up, you know, with ELO, it's just, uh, you know, you just took music in a whole new direction, but it still was somewhat beatly, I, I guess, in a certain genre. But oh, absolutely, um, yeah. But it, 
This is even the, even the Will even the Wilbury stuff. I mean, it, it's it's hard to it, it's 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 really hard to listen to the traveling Wilburys and, and and not say, boy, that really sounds like it could have been a Beatles song, especially uh, yeah. uh, like Handle with Care, which was a big hit by the Wilburys. Um, Gary, mm-hmm. hang out with us because I love talking with you. and You've got so much behind the scenes stuff. Um, and we'll have Tanner track down the available audio of the new Beatles song. Have fun with that, Very Tanner, uh, if you can get by any uh, firewall that they put up. But we've got some other stuff that we're going to play. Gary Astridge, uh, I've known Gary for uh, decades. He is uh, Ringo's official drum historian, Ringo's friend. And uh, we're talking about this new Beatles song that has hit today and a little bit about the background behind that. And as we move on, after Gary's with us, uh, we will take some telephone calls on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, and uh, of course, before I came on the air today, I had to do an internet search for The Beatles Suck, because uh, there are people who believe the Beatles are no longer relevant, yet the downloads are very, very younger demo heavy for The Beatles. Figure that out on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
it's kind of kind of freaky hearing the vocals, huh? Uh, the new Beatles song, Now and Then. And joining us uh, on News Radio 930 WBEN, Buffalo's own Gary Astridge, who just happens to be Ringo Starr's uh, friend and official uh, Ringo drum historian. So, uh, what do you what do you think of of the new song? Is uh, is it Beatle worthy? Um. That's a good question. I, I uh, it's kind of melancholy in a way, you know. I wish it was. I wish I wish there was like more of an upper, but but it is what it is, and um, uh, it's, it is the Beatles. So um, you have to just take it at face value, right? Well, I mean, when when Paul jumps in there and starts singing harmony, it's like, whoa, the Beatles. I mean that that that's the moment that uh, in, in the song that was like whoa kind of a slow start but then you can kind of hear that Beatles touch chiming in. Yeah, and and I I believe if I uh, if I recall this correctly, when George did his guitar part, I, I think Paul may have re redone it in George's slide style. Um, but that's something that has to be clarified. I, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I, that's something I heard. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that because obviously we've got uh, John Lennon uh, with the lead vocal. George Harrison has been dead for about 20 years now, and even with AI, how do you replicate uh, that George Harrison slide guitar style, which he mastered later on in his career? Yeah, but what you have to remember though too, when they did this in '95, they, they you know the they did lay down tracks. So George did, Ringo did, Paul did. So they, they had that, you know, and um, uh, so I just don't know if anything was re-recorded, you know, if Paul did his bass lines or, or, or whatever, but, um, but, but it's all them. Isn't it just like Paul to take George Harrison's part and redo it? <laughs> oh, I can't say anything about that. But you did. okay. I just, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, but you know, the like the the Beatles nostalgia. Now, um, George Harrison addressed it head on uh, after the murder of John Lennon in 1980, and did at least two songs. Uh, in which George Harrison reflected back on his career and the legacy of the Beatles. Uh, one of those songs, uh, which was absolutely dedicated to John, was a song called All Those Years Ago. And let's uh, let it rip. Guys. I'm shouting all about love. Well, they cheated you like a dog, and you were the one who had made it so clear all those years ago. And Gary Astridge, as I recall, before we get to the next uh, piece of music, the surviving Beatles all contributed tracks to that song, right? Paul McCartney did the bass, Ringo did the drums, and of course, George right. was alive with the vocal and the guitar. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it, it, it is, uh, because at that point, the Beatles, um, uh, very 
close to that time, the Beatles were still involved in some legal wrangling, uh, which, of course, always involves dollar signs. And that's why Paul McCartney didn't even show up at the Beatles induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Uh, You had uh, Yoko, George, Ringo, but no Paul. And uh, George Harrison also did another song, interestingly, produced by his friend Jeff Lynn of ELO, complete with a really cool video. Uh, and, And the song was called When We Was Fab. Let's take a listen. I always love that song, George Harrison. Um, and, I mean, every, everybody, look, everybody has their, their favorite Beatle, or at least everybody of a certain generation had their favorite Beatle. And uh, I'll tell you something, J- George Harrison, uh, to me, has really elevated um, through the ranks over the years uh, just a tremendous appreciation of uh, his talent and his abilities and his his voice and his guitar style. And, um, you know, you, you look at some of the concert footage he did in Japan with uh, Eric Clapton. Um, you listen to songs like When We Was Fab and the work Jeff Lynne put in on that, uh, which underscores the importance of a great producer, I think. But uh, the, the, the Beatles' um, nostalgia... Uh, if you will. I mean, George Harrison obviously went through a nostalgic period, um, I think, coping with the death of John Lennon, the realization that the Beatles would not reunite, at least not on this earth. And uh, it, it is, does, does how, how nostalgic is Ringo, who appears on this new song, Playing Drums, how nostalgic uh, is he about that era? Is it an upper? Is it a downer? Is it a so-so? I mean, they achieved fame, celebrity, and pop culture impact like uh, nobody else uh, of of whom I can think. Yeah. Yeah. Ringo has, like, fond memories. uh, And he is nostalgic over it. And, And I, you know, he... Uh, my opinion in, in talking to him that that uh, um, sometimes he is even blown away, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it, at how uh, crazy it got. You know, that there was, I think George Harrison had a line once where I think back in time Bono was talking about fame or how famous they were, and and George heard that and made the comment of. He has no idea what fame is, you know. So, and I think that pretty much sums it up because it just—it uh, was insane. Um, and, and, I mean, some and, of that is yeah. some of that is captured in a hard day's night, but just some of that is captured, which isn't bad considering Paul McCartney actually died in a car crash back in the sixties. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is like. Uh, um, Every few years, I seem to be going to Liverpool, like for the summer event that they have called International Beetle Week, and, it, and it's starting to, you know, I guess um, uh, decline a little bit just because of, uh, you know, people in, in, in the first generation age group dying off, and 
things like that, but still they get tens of thousands of people. And, um, uh, who am I? You know, I just, I'm just a normal guy and I, I'm invited there and I go to do talks and it's like standing room only. You know, people are just wanting to go down any and every Beatles rabbit hole there is. And it, and, it, and it's, it's amazing. So, um, again, we're talking with Gary Astrich of Buffalo. I've known Gary for decades. He is Ringo's official drum historian. Uh, has a book coming out with Ringo Starr on uh, Ringo Starr's uh, fashion and uh, drum accoutrements over the years and, and how they changed. Uh, Gary is a drummer himself, a member of the Buffalo Beatles Connection, uh, otherwise known as the BBC, which stands for quite a few different things, including the British <laughs> Broadcasting Corporation. But Thank you. Uh, we, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to do the other one. Uh, but anyway, uh, Gary Astrich is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about the release of the final Beatles song. The final Beatles song. And, you know, Gary, we uh, we talked about this, but the technology, as you know, uh, when I was a teenager, I was the janitor at Select Sound Recording Studio. But I also picked up a lot of tricks along the way uh, as far as uh, sound and acoustics. And, uh, you know, to this day, I'm horrible because I go out and I hear, I hear a band that I'm like, no, your vocals have to come up 10%. The bass has to come down. I'm like, horror. But, but, you know, at, le- at least the guys in the local band understand that I got a pretty good ear for music, even if I'm half deaf, uh, which is, quite frankly, an honor. But, um, you know, just thinking of sitting behind the uh, control board, and at that point it was uh, 24 tracks, not sure how many there are right now, but it would be very easy to press a button and isolate the bass, to press a button and isolate on the vocals. But when John Lennon was laying down the vocals for Now and Then, the song that dropped today, that kind of instantaneous technology that is available now isn't there. I mean, you you can pick up basically any song in the world uh, and you can go online and you can hear the vocals isolated, the drums isolated, the bass isolated. I mean, there's a whole dark side of the moon with just Roger Waters' bass on it. I mean, the, the technology, for as much as I'm not a tech guy, has really uh, been amazing. This, this song would not have happened without the increases and uh, advances in audio technology. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that's for sure. And speaking of audio, if we slide over to video, um, another thing that I heard is that um, there should be a, a video uh, coming out with uh, with this song at some point, and Peter Jackson also had his hand in that. And uh, I was told that in the video, it can be extremely emotional because when it was put together, um, you had actual video of you know the, the different Beatles um, interacting, and then. Uh, Peter Jackson was able to extract. Extract. Uh oh, I think we just lost Gary. Well, let's uh, reestablish contact with uh, Gary. Uh, Peter Jackson, by the way, also uh, involved uh, very heavily in uh, "They Shall Not Grow Old." Uh, those of you who are World War One interested, uh, they they say it's not a documentary. I kind of disagree with that. It kind of depends on your definition of uh, documentary. But let me get this uh, commercial, and then we'll get back to uh, Gary. Um, 
Gary Astridge on WBEN. Uh, let's get back to uh, Gary Astridge on WBEN. Uh, he is from Buffalo, a member of the Buffalo Beatles Connection, and also uh, Ringo Starr's friend and personal drum historian. Uh, you're, you're starting to talk about uh, Peter Jackson, and I think most people would know the name Peter Jackson from They Shall Not Go uh, Grow Old, a World War One. I, I call it a documentary, even though people have an issue with that, uh, which was just an extraordinary piece of work. He slowed things down, colorized it, had voice readers to tell us what the people were saying in those old movies, and really made World War One come alive. And then, of course, the movie Get Back, which I'm gonna we, we need to get to this in in the next hour, Gary. I'm gonna keep you for a while because I think today is an important day in music, and uh, I mean you. you you kind of can't go wrong talking about the Beatles. It's one of the universals. But uh, finish your thought on Peter Jackson and I believe the last word. Well, you know, you know where you dropped off. So go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, well, so basically, you know how you can take a photo, and if and if uh, a person is in the photo, you can just extract them. You know, without the background. Well, uh, Peter Jackson has developed a technology where he can do that. He could take that person in in a in a movie in a video and just take them out and in, insert them in, a, in another video. So he's he's taken the Beatles of young uh, and the Beatles of uh, old and interact and has them interacting with each other in this video. And with it being called now and then, you know, it all just seems to strike a, an emotional nerve. So that's something to look forward to. Um, are are there? Are there snippets out there at all on the internet? I thought I thought I saw a snippet during one of the uh, promotional pieces for the song. I I do not know. Possibly. I thought I thought I saw it, but I cannot. Uh, you know, I, I could not testify that uh, testify to that under oath. I thought I saw it as part of the promotional material for this bit of music, but um, I, I we we've mentioned this name. Uh, a lot. I know I have because uh, you know I. It's no big secret. I love electric light orchestra, and um, have a uh, tremendous amount of respect for Jeff Lynn as a musician, especially for a guy who can't read a note of music. That's Jeff Lynn. He really he can't read a note of music. True story. But what is there about Jeff Lynn's uh, production abilities that set him apart? And before you answer that question, one of the critiques I've heard of Jeff Lynn from a very famous uh, individual in the entertainment business is, well, I'd have Jeff Lynn produce my album, but everything he does sounds like ELO. So well, first of all, what is Jeff Lynn's magic as producer? Actually, I don't know. That's that's above my pay grade, but <laughs> I would say- so I would say that he is heavily influenced by the Beatles. So, um, you know, whatever is his, his, his uh, past, you know, is in music. I mean, he, he struck something because it is unique with what he does. But he, he was also there uh, in latter days of the Beatles in studio. Was he not part of the Abbey Road sessions or Let It Be sessions? I forget which ones. Um, that I don't know. I, it, it, if if he was, I I I'm not aware. 
Yeah, no, he he definitely was there uh, as part of one of the latter albums uh, of the Beatles, obviously, as a very um, young man, back when he had eyes. I mean, Jeff Lynne no longer has eyes. Uh, (laughs) At least we haven't seen them since about 1985, but but he's not blind or anything. He just always wears his uh, trademark sunglasses. Um, The the, uh, Peter Jackson movie, something else I wanted to get into, and there's a million other things I want to get into on this, but because I think it's it's relevant to people in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, and, uh, you know, old farts and senile citizens like you and, and me. Um, but the, uh, the movie Get Back, um, I trust you have seen it. And in what ways did that change your perception of what those studio sessions were like? Well, obviously, when you saw Let It Be, it was like very depressing. And I just remember at the time, you know, uh, in real time when that movie came out and hearing all the rumors, oh, God, the Beatles are going to break up. I mean, it was it was so hard to accept, you know, and uh, um, after Peter went through the, you know, tens of thousands of hours of raw footage and put this together. It it is almost like um, two people seeing an accident and telling two completely different stories. Yeah. And, um, and I know Ringo was saying like, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It wasn't depressing. It was, you know, there was a lot of good times. So it it showed that. And and I know I have some very good friends, one listening right now, they couldn't even get through the, 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 the first part of the documentary because he just says, Oh God, it was just like so boring and just so drawn out. But you know, for, for, for other people, it was like, you know what, even though like there was some times in the documentary where it, it might've dragged, you know, I'm looking in the background and I'm seeing amps and I'm seeing, you know, other things I didn't recognize or know about before. Yeah. So, um, uh, another interesting for you, uh, story for you, Tom. Ringo said uh, to me, you know, he, he was, uh, he was amazed, you know, remember, how Paul, you know, could you just pull songs out of air, you know, and then he, he referenced uh, Get Back, you know, as, as Paul was creating it. And Ringo was thinking, how did I, how did I go from the, 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 the straight beat that I was doing? And uh, how did I land up doing that, like, gallop, you know, beat on the rooftop? So, um Peter Jackson put together, I guess, went through, had his people go through the, the footage, and they found four different stages. Uh, they put it together and sent it to Ringo. <laughs> so he was like, this is what I did. You know, wow. and uh, so, yeah, so that was pretty cool to hear. That, that, that is super cool. Um, Gary, I, I've got some other stuff that I think we need to get into. I want to keep you yeah. over here. Uh, I mean, folks, uh, Gary Astrich is a Buffalonian. He's personal friends with Ringo Starr. He's Ringo Starr's official drum historian. He's got a book coming out with Ringo just in time for Christmas. So as far as a uh, a guest to have on on this day where the final Beatles song comes out, this is what I call jackpot. Um, anyway, eight oh that and a few other things. 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.